Hello and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. And today we're going to be talking about getting the most out of leaving a role. So, Mike, why don't you give us a little bit of context about what this episode is all about? Sure. So, this episode is kind of the bookend episode to something we released two weeks ago, episode 41, all around finding success as you start in a new role. Now we're kind of coming full circle, closing the loop and sharing some insights based on our experiences, uh, things to keep in mind as you move on from a past place. And a lot of people can be viewing this situation in their lives from different standpoints. Uh, you could be leaving on your own volition. You can be resigning to go and do something that you aren't yet sure of. You can be getting let go. It's a little more involuntary. Um, some kind of severance situation there could be in play. Or you could be moving in terms of a transition from one role directly into another. And sometimes that's even within an organization. So an internal change in role can be just as drastic in really large corporations where let's say the headcount is in the tens of thousands and yeah, maybe the culture of the organization is the same, but the people and the way you're operating might be completely different. So a few different lenses. I think you can view this episode, listen to this episode from, um, what immediately comes to mind for you when you think about what it takes to successfully leave a role? Yeah, well, I mean, even as you were talking about the different scenarios, I've been through at least two of those hmm. where I've left a role in a company completely and then also switched roles within a company. So it's definitely applicable. Um, and there's also a couple of different lenses that we're also going to tackle this from in terms of mindset versus tactical mm -hmm. versus, you know, all sorts of different things. So um, why don't we start off with the mindset pieces? Sure. I think the big key tip that most people think about when they hear uh, someone is leaving their job, you know, don't burn bridges, be gracious on the way out. And I think that is great advice for sure for just about anyone. Like it's very broad in general. I think we're going to cover off a lot more than just that. I mean, on that front to maybe just deepen the mindset piece a little bit, understand that what you've done in the past, if you leave an employer, they can always come back into your professional picture, potentially as a client, if you go maybe more of the freelance route in your career, or if you're remaining within an organization that could be potential partners for you in future work. So there's all kinds of reasons to, to not burn bridges, but we definitely have a lot more in store than just that. Anything you wanna add right to that point? Yeah, I just have a personal example. So I uh, worked at a company and had a really great relationship with my manager and with the department. I ended up leaving on really good terms. And uh, two or three years later, when I was actually transitioning into coaching, the stars kind of aligned and they had a part-time position that was open that was a perfect fit for me while I was starting my coaching business. Mm. And I was able to just you know, jump right back into that almost without skipping a beat because we had left on such great terms. So it, it's really great. You have no idea what the future is going to hold. Yeah. Yeah. Keep those doors open. You never know when you're going to revisit them. That's a great example. I'd say just in addition to the idea of not burning bridges, keeping doors open is that this is really also an opportunity for you to sort of clean up the dirty laundry that was on the floor pack your bags and find closure in any kind of 
maybe it was a personal dispute that you had with another coworker, whatever, maybe it was even a boss, you have a chance right now to just sort of emotionally move on from this role, however you deem most appropriate. I think we could go into a very in-depth episode on that and would probably have to call in some psychologists, but I think that's your one chance to just sort of really be authentic and true to yourself in terms of letting go of things that you no longer want to carry forward with you because you might not ever have that opportunity ever again. I think that's a really great point. And for people who have been in a challenging or toxic work environment, it can be really important to clean the slate because you don't want to be bringing those emotions and those challenges that you faced into your new role as sort of baggage in, mm-hmm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. You want to do the best that you can to, like you said, deal with it and come into it with a fresh mindset. Totally. Yeah. It's to the benefit of an employer too, potentially like an employer that feels like there's some bad blood with an outgoing employee, I believe should be really, really open to hearing whatever concerns that they, the employee was not airing before. Uh, we're in a time right now where you can get plenty of access to information on how a company is working on the inside via things like Glassdoor reviews, Indeed reviews. And it can be really, really hard to go out and try and hire new blood into a company when those candidates are staring at just one terrible testimonial after another, authentically written and usually anonymously written too. But it is, I think, in the best interest of employers to resolve any kinds of issues that are outstanding with employees so that both both sides can move forward. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Cool. Let's get into some of the more tactical elements of leaving a role. How does one maximize sort of the opportunities that present themselves in transition? So the first thing that kind of comes to mind for me is really keeping up high performance until the end. It can be really tough when you know that you're leaving. Maybe you have two weeks left and you're starting to lose (laughs) motivation. You're not excited because you know that you're not going to be here for whatever is going to roll out in the future. But continuing to perform, that also just, again, comes back to leaving on a good note. Um, But to that end, too, it's really important to transfer the knowledge that you have. So this is important for companies, but it's also important for you to feel good about leaving. There's a lot of people who feel a lot of guilt with leaving, but if you can try to train the person who's coming in, if you have access to that, or something that I always like to do when I was leaving roles was to create kind of a manual Mm -hmm. for somebody who's coming in with all of the knowledge that I'd gained, like even just common stuff that you think should be common knowledge writing it down and having that as access, it's it's actually great training for yourself as well because it helps you to prepare for your new role by remembering how you were successful in your current role. Mm, I love it. Such great points. I, I, I'm hearing kind of the idea of there being sort of a legacy that you leave behind to your past employer from the work that you did. Mm-hmm. And if you did great work, yeah, like your employer, in my opinion, should be rooting you on for your next opportunity and being really thankful that they had the chance to work and benefit from the value that you delivered to them. I don't, I don't understand how like these great employees are viewed all of a sudden from this completely different side of of the coin. And all of a sudden there's hate rating raining down on a departing uh, key member of a team. At the end of the day, like we, we all have our own journeys that we're on and yeah, 
companies should honor those great contributions and you as the employee shouldn't feel guilty. I'm totally with you on that. Yeah, it's kind of interesting too, because I've actually had a scenario where I've left, somebody new has taken over the role that I was in, mm-hmm. they read through my manuals and I got a personal note from them on LinkedIn mm-hmm. saying, thank you so much for all the work that you did. And so you create a new networking opportunity totally. just with the work that you did. Yep, yep. And if you know a, a past employer needs a little bit of help, maybe a quick consultation on something, I I personally am of the mindset where as long as it's not excessive, the request in terms of the demands, the demands on your time, if, if a past employer has questions about something that, and how you operate it or how you think that the role should be operated moving forward, be open to continuing to contribute. It just, I think it continues to just breed, I guess, future new blood that may be beneficial for your career in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't we talk a little bit about relationships? Yes. Let's talk about relationships. I see the idea of a transition out of professional, like coming out of a professional role, we have this aspiration of thinking that all of the people we work closely with will remain in our lives as close friends. And I mean, some people are very distant with their work. They don't really want to have their personal connections become come from their professional life. But if you thought that automatically your good colleagues were going to remain in your circle moving forward, generally speaking, that's not really the case. And I think having an actual point of decision where you say, you know what, I really appreciate person X, Y, Z. I want to have those three people continue to be in my life and in my career as I move forward. And I'm going to actually take really concrete action to make sure that I follow up and build a relationship in a new way with these folks. Because when you, and I've heard people talk about this, about when they retire uh, from a retirement standpoint, you've left your colleagues behind for your own new chapter of life. They're not automatically coming along with you for the ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really great point. And I think that it's really important to also communicate. So once you have that list of people that you're really interested in staying in touch with, going for coffee with them before you Mm -hmm. leave and really solidifying that relationship to say, you know, let's keep in touch. Let's, let's have lunch on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis. Let's have a phone call, whatever that looks like. Um, because you can also, there's, you likely have mentors or Mm -hmm. people who have just had an interest in your career. So you can really continue those relationships. And for some people, it's just going to be adding them on LinkedIn. Sure. Exactly. But it's also important not to forget to do that because it might seem, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll add everybody once I've joined my new company. And I don't want to say that you're going to be old news, but it, there becomes a time where you're not quite as relevant. So if you can mm-hmm. add people to LinkedIn while you're still working with them, that's really the best option. Yeah. And I think most people underestimate how quickly you can become old news. Unfortunate to say, I think, but true nonetheless people get very very busy and distracted and focused on other things the train keeps moving for them you're just no longer on it so just keep that in mind definitely cool what about like when you're leaving a role i'm a huge fan of this concept from adrian tom uh who was on our show actually about 20 some odd episodes ago she's an amazing resume writer based in calgary alberta and the idea of keeping a brag file, that's what she calls it. People should create and keep a brag file, things that they are really happy about and proud of from throughout their career. 
as you close out a role, uh, whether you have a new role lined up or not, here's a chance to reflect on what you've done, the results you've created for people, the value you brought to your organization, because that ends up being the fuel for a, either a new resume, a revised resume, could be uh, the subject of a story that you share in an interview setting. There's all kinds of value there in keeping a brag file. And I think if you don't sort of seize the opportunity while the information is still fresh and relevant in your mind as you're transitioning out, you risk losing some of the clarity of the stories and the details that you were able to actually live through. So that's one big thing that I've learned from, from Adrian, and I'm a big, big fan of having a brag file. Yeah, and it's also a really good foundation for a professional portfolio as well, which you can use in your interviews. Mm -hmm. um, I actually recommend that people do this on either a quarterly or semi-annually because like you said, you can kind of forget, you can go through your days and then all of a sudden when it comes to your performance review, you can have trouble coming up with all the stuff that you've done throughout just totally. the year that you've done. So starting that early um, can be helpful. And it's also a great place to just go back to, sometimes you'll get a warm and fuzzy email from somebody. And on the days when you're having a really rough day, it can be nice to go back to that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a habit to build. And if you haven't built it, now is certainly, as you're leaving a role, is the time to get started. But I, I'm totally with you. Once a quarter, once every six months latest, you want to have some kind of a, a self-reflection habit built into your professional life and couldn't agree more there. Something else that I think would be great to go in there as well, and I think that you mentioned this in our pre-conversation, is around recommendations. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've done great work for someone, why wouldn't they recommend you to someone else? Uh, it goes back to kind of making sure that the baggage, if there is any, is kind of put away and you're moving on. But if you're going out on great terms with an employer, they should feel really excited about the idea of supporting you in your journey. And you can get it from, obviously you can get a recommendation from your direct supervisor, but there might be other allies and other advocates that you've had in the organization uh, who, you know, if, let's say you're transitioning into a new kind of role let me just use an example here. If you're going from sales and you want to somehow pursue an HR career, well, if you actually have a great relationship and you've done some great work with someone in HR, why not have them write the recommendation, which becomes more relevant as you pursue the transition into that vertical. That Love to that. me is like what makes a lot of sense there. But yeah. yeah, most people are just so enthused to write a recommendation. Obviously there's some like tactical things there try and give them a little bit of a framework. I know that I've written a recommendation for someone fairly recently where she wanted to be, she wanted me to highlight her speaking work in particular. That was where she was trying to go with future projects. And I said, sure, not a problem. I mean, here's a great example. Uh, actually, this was a past podcast guest. I won't reveal who, but uh, someone who wanted a little bit of exposure in that way just made it really easy for me to think back to that time when she did great work and I wrote a recommendation super easily for her. It was great. So Amazing. help those people out, but do not be shy to ask for recommendations. I love it. Yeah. From another tactical perspective, um, sending out an email with your new contact information can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. Just kind of closing off the work that you've done, thanking people for their time. And this can be either 
personalized for people that you are really close with or even sending out kind of a mass email to a department just to say, number one, this is where I'm headed. This is my new contact information. Number two, this is who you can contact if you need something that I was providing previously. And it just helps you to continue those relationships, but also close off in a way that is very professional and also allows people to feel like there's some continuation. That brings me to the idea that if you have sort of the mic in your hand one last time with your whatever, if it's a, a final stand-up meeting or all, all hands on deck and everyone is there and you have a chance to actually just deliver one final message to someone, uh, your whole team, or possibly even your whole company if it's a smaller firm, why not grab that moment and just deliver the final points? Because at the end of the day, it's not like they can fire you again, or it's not like they can fire you at all once you leave on your own. Um, an, an example from my own experience recently is just that um, I had a chance to speak in front of about 110 of my colleagues at my uh, the job that I held throughout my 20s. And really, after having had, obviously, the weeks that have followed uh, since sort of the George Floyd murder. There's all kinds of movement around that. And we've done an episode on that. And we'll probably continue to mention the the topic of race and racism in this show as we move forward. But that was an opportunity for me in that final meeting with the mic in my hand to say, I, I believe that for this institution to continue to move forward in its mission, it must address the issue of privilege. And I, I use myself as an example. I, you know, white, straight, male, uh, cisgender, all those things. Like I'm by so many, um, in so many ways, I have so much privilege by default. And I benefited from that throughout my time here. And then turning that back into a call to action for the organization to say that if it's true for me, it's probably true for a lot of other people and it's probably true for the organization as a whole. And if this is what we're going for, if this is the vision, I believe this is one of the next big mountains to climb on that journey. And I just wanted to leave you with that. And it, <laughs> I kind of moved pretty quickly onto something else because I wanted to just obviously keep it going. But if you don't get, like that is your one chance to kind of say something like that and not feel like you're, job security is at risk because it's not. <laughs> mm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, absolutely. So, yeah, I remember that. That was a pretty emotional moment. But, hey, leaving can sometimes be a really emotional thing. Yeah. It's a great point. I actually, I would just like to add on to that, that emotions are very real. Like, I personally have a really hard time with change. And mm -hmm. I can remember crying after almost every job change that I've made mm -hmm. just because you do it's, it's such a huge part of your day-to-day -day life that allowing those emotions to be there also helps you to move forward yep absolutely and don't hold them back they are there for a reason I guess there's there aren't too many other major mindset things that come to mind I only have really a couple of tactical things left on my sheet one of them just being trying to avoid surprises um, and, and maximize, like if you're, if you're leaving on, let's just say you're leaving on rougher terms, you've been severed and there is a chance for some kind of um, severance compensation to come your way. 
I know that there are people out there in the world that actually specialize in helping people maximize severance packages. If it was, if there is sort of a gray zone in terms of how significant that can be. And that that's probably not a topic that pertains so much to our younger listeners, but if you're, you know, 10, 15 years into your career and you're kind of on the road to upper management or you're already there, uh, this is one chance to just sort of set yourself up in case you're in a situation where your next piece of work, whatever you're doing, your next job, your next role doesn't come right away. Make sure that you do take the steps to take care of yourself so that you can continue to go out and take care of others. That that part, all of, all of those other um, commitments that we have in our lives when we transition out of a place, they do not stop. So to make sure that we have enough gas in our own tank to take care of those as we make our next moves. Big thing. Yeah. The other... The other thing is just uh, maybe on a slightly less, um, <laughs> yeah, less emotionally charged level is just making sure that you are avoiding surprises in terms of if you had some kind of compensation benefits package that uh, let's just say you expected to have your dentistry appointments paid for. Now, all of a sudden, they're not. Uh, get really, really clear on if you're stepping into something that's different what are the changes? How is your lifestyle maybe going to adapt? It's ideally a step that you would have a handle on before you actually close in a new role because there's the ability to um, potentially negotiate around that, right? If, if a new employer has a less robust benefits package, you may be able to negotiate higher, let's just say cash compensation in that situation. So that's something to keep in mind, but really in comparison to some of the other things we've talked about, really just more of a tactic than it is a mindset. Yeah. And on the surprises too, um, if you are quitting, just be aware of your termination policy. If mm -hmm. you work in a highly sensitive area and they're going to walk you off premises the day that you quit, <laughs> you'll probably want to know that ahead of time so that you can pack up your belongings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, in terms of giving notice as well, um, so you want to find out if you'll be terminated immediately, but then the actual notice time that you give can vary from two weeks to more than that. Yeah. And you want to be sure that you're negotiating something that really does work for you as opposed to feeling uh, bullied into staying mm -hmm. for longer than you think you should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, there's things around that. There are, issues around things like non-compete clauses. I'm not enough of a legal expert to really be able to comment on that, but um, if those are things that are in play for you in your career, then I would be looking at some legal attention coming your way and, and trying to get some advice from someone who, who knows more about that. But yes, those kinds of unfortunate paperwork technicalities that actually do have a real impact on our lives, they are important to address. And the, the last thing that I just wanted to say, kind of along with severance, is a lot of times this is an opportunity for people to reassess. Um, I know that particularly people who are later in their careers, if they've been given early retirement or given a, a fairly large severance package, they now have an opportunity to actually do something with that and figure out what they want out of the rest of their career. Mm -hmm. So using that time to, first of all, just you know emotionally deal with the, the effects of being let go or uh, being retired early, but then using some of that maybe to hire a coach or to go through a, a program or to go back to school and using that time really productively 
to move forward into something that you're really going to love for that second half of your career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going back to seeing opportunity in a time of challenge. Um, no, no question. Hopefully you don't live through too many episodes of sudden unanticipated change like that in your career. But if it does happen to you, I'm completely with you. It is a great chance to reassess and figure out, is this the story in my life that I really want to be writing? Yeah. Is there anything else that comes up for you on this topic, Lisa? No, I think I'm good. Cool. Amazing. Well, we can call it a week there. Loving our style of these fun, fast-paced, one-on-one, non-guest episodes. Guests are great, but if you just want to hang out with us every two weeks, uh, here's how you do it. So for the Career Builders Podcast, I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. And we hope you will join us again soon. Take care and bye for now.